Hey there, welcome to the All Things Life podcast. I'm your host, Leela Ben. I'm 21 years old and figuring life out, whatever that means. Tune in for chats about all of the cringy, the bad, the funny and the rad life stuff that I think is important to share with you. This is a journey and I'm glad you're here. So enjoy this All Things Life crazy ride. Now let's get chatting. Hey guys, welcome back to the last episode for Leila's life story. I am going to put a warning out there that this is probably the peak of my trauma and it is very confronting. For me, it's confronting and I've lived with it for the past eight years and for you, I think it'll be confronting. So... I just wanted to put that warning out there. Uh, this one, this episode is going to be a bit hard for me to talk about because um, I think, yeah, like I said, it's the peak of my trauma, pretty much the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Uh, so, yeah, get ready. And if you don't want to be confronted, maybe go out of this episode because, yeah, it is quite confronting and quite upsetting and yeah I just want to put that warning out so for those sticking around I hope you can you know learn something from my experience and hopefully anyone that's listening hasn't been through this similar experience but if you have just know that things get better and life continues and you can be whoever you want to be and doesn't matter um, what's happened in your past because you shape who you want to be as a person so I hope you enjoy the best that you can enjoy because it's not very enjoyable but yes thanks for listening So carrying on from my last episode, I was discussing how my mum was with a man who may have been toxic for her and I don't really want to discuss that further. Um, That is a personal part of my life, even though the next section that you're going to listen to is way more personal, but I'd prefer not to bring anybody else into this podcast Uh, and talk about them negatively so yeah we're just going to skip past that and we're going to jump to April the 21st 2012 where my life changed forever pretty much so I remember this day pretty vividly I woke up and it was just a regular day Friday before school I chatted with my mom she gave me my lunch and said how much she loved me and gave me a hug and off I went to school and then that afternoon I had work at my job at Wendy's ice cream shout out to Wendy's and I remember my mom 
you know, popping in. She'd bought some stuff from the shops and she was just saying hi, but she was acting a bit weird. But from like when I think about that time in my life right then, I didn't really see um, the signs. So I, yeah, I completely ignored it. I was 13. Like I know why my mom's acting like that. I was a bit um, ignorant and I was just excited because I was going to my friend's house that night to get up to a bit of mischief. I then get a call, missed call from my mum and she's left a message and I don't ring her back because I'm just thinking, oh, she's probably drunk. I don't know, like I'm just going to leave it. I just want to have fun with my friends and... Yeah, so the night went on, I was having fun with my friends and I get a call around 10pm, but not just one call. I get so many calls from um, three people, so my best friend's mum and my two best friends and I'm like, what do they want? I'm not going to answer them and it was just constant, just constantly ringing and I had no idea what was going on. And then where me and my friends, Amy and Danielle, end up going back to their house. It's around, you know, 11.30. And my best friends and my best friend's mum rocks up at their house and makes me get in the car. And I was really confused. I had no idea what was going on. I was just like, they're trying to ruin my fun. And I get in the car and they're all bawling their eyes out and I have no idea what's going on. And they have nothing to say. They're just saying, you know, your mum's been in an accident. We're going to go visit um, Raylene's, which is my little brother's grandma. And so we rock up there and there's police there and all I remember is, like, starting to scream and push my friends out of the way, like screaming, like, what's happened to my mom? Um, thinking the worst. And I run into the house and there's police and gets, um, they sit me down and they're like, your mom's committed suicide. So, yeah, that was probably the most traumatic experience of my life and I kind of just fell into a hole for two whole years where I just did not give a crap about anything, didn't give a crap about school, didn't give a crap about anyone's feelings or anyone really and was getting into drugs and alcohol which that makes me sound hardcore, I was just smoking weed and drinking, going to house parties and binge drinking. Um, but yeah, it wasn't really a nice time to be honest. And the only positive thing that came out of it initially was that I got into the popular group, which I had been praying and wishing for for years. And I finally got into the group because my mum died. So shout out to those girls. None of them are my friends anymore because I feel like barely any of them are friends with each other. 
to be honest. But yeah, it goes to show how, you know, trauma that people experience brings people that just feel bad about the way they've treated you in the past and then they feel like it's justified by, you know, befriending you when you're in your lowest point. And then abandoning abandoning you anyway. I'm sure lots of Estimates people are listening, so you all know what I'm talking about. And I have no regret saying it on my podcast because this is my um, platform and I don't really care. So probably also because I'm having a meltdown in isolation because I've been in lockdown for over two months, but this pl- this space is for um, honesty and here I am being honest. So yeah, that taught me a lot and made me realise the value of friends, real friends. And then... I wanted to go on to talk about the next few years and where I ended up living. So from the age of 13 to 16, I lived in three different households. I first lived with my mum's boyfriend and his kids, which wasn't the right environment for me. I was let off the rain so I could do whatever I wanted with no apparent supervision, which probably contributed to uh, my rebellion my rebellion yeah after my mum died and so then I left there and I lived with my little brother's uh, grandma and father and that didn't go that well either because I didn't really get along with my brother's dad that well so I went left there and then I lived with a religious couple that were older and they were they're the most amazing people ever and they're pretty much my grandparents and I love them so much but yeah it just wasn't really working living there because I have different uh, religious views and it just was not the right environment for me at that time of my life so I was working in a coffee van which was my high school teacher's wife's coffee van that she started called have a bean break and I'd been working there for a year or two and really gotten to know Donna really well she was pretty much my mother figure and one day I came to work and she started crying and she said Leela I've chatted with our family and we want you to be a part of it which was a turning point in my life and I can't even understate that because having that opportunity to live with that family honestly shaped my life for the best it could ever be. So from the age of 16 I moved in with my high school teacher Andrew and my boss Donna and their three beautiful children which are pretty much my brothers and sister, Zoe, AJ and Joshi. And honestly, I cannot thank them enough. They changed my life on another level. I never ever thought as a child that was, you know, 
deemed as a carer for my own mother would ever think I'd live in a normal household and see how a normal couple works and how family dynamics work. And they just brought me into their home like I was their own. And if I'm ever rich, I'll buy them an island. (laughs) But that is highly unlikely. But I'm still hoping. And if you're listening, Donna, I'm definitely going to buy you an island one day if I can afford it. But... Yeah, so without them, I don't know where I would be today. They gave me the best opportunity that I could ever have, considering my upbringing, and allowed me to shape my values to be the person I am today and really teach me how to cope with life and cope with traumas. And they just support me 100%. And I'm turning 22 tomorrow and they're sending me a birthday present and they'll ring me they'll text me they'll buy me a gift on Christmas like I'm their own child and I never expected treatment like that in my whole life but it's definitely helped me to overcome the adversities in my life because the adversities have been replaced with something amazing a family that loves me and treats me like their own. It's just, oh, I can't even deal with how amazing it is. And I love them so much like they're my own parents and I love their children so much like they're my own siblings. And, I, yeah, I'm going to be a part of their family for the rest of my life and I'm really grateful for that and I'm really grateful for them. So I do want to reflect on this episode so I discussed the peak of my trauma which is my mum committing suicide which suicide is personally for me seems like one of the hardest deaths to grieve over because there's a lot of what ifs and if you've lost someone from suicide I just want you to know that blaming yourself and being angry doesn't make it any better. I spent five years being angry and blaming myself. And when I finally realized that, you know, my mom didn't do it to hurt me. She honestly was in such a dark place that she thought that I would be better off without her. And I honestly couldn't have done anything different. Once somebody's in that state of mind, it's hard to change their mind because they're so deep in their own thoughts and in their own emotions that they can't even think about the bigger picture. So that is my advice for somebody who's experienced losing someone by suicide it's only a little bit a little it's only a little bit well I can't actually speak today it's only a little bit of advice and I would really like to do a dedicated episode in regards to mental health and suicide so stay tuned for that whenever it happens but yeah that's how I coped with 
that experience five years later is just acceptance. That's how I've healed. Oh, no, that's a lie. I haven't healed. I'm a human being and I'm always going to be grieving. My other piece of advice when it comes to grieving is not pushing yourself to heal but just letting the emotions run their course. That's why it took so long for me to kind of overcome is because I just kept trying to push it like, oh, who cares? It's happened. Stuff her. Okay, mum. I don't even care. Like she can freaking watch me be a rebel from up there. I didn't know what I believed in, but I was just like, yeah, well, I hope you're seeing me drink underage, which is the normal thing to want to rebel and be like, shove it up ya, because that's how I felt. I was like, I'm going to be naughty and you can't do anything about it because you left me and that was your choice, which is immature thinking, but I was 13 and 13 year olds don't have very much capacity to process such massive emotions so yeah I when I finally realized that this trauma was still affecting me every day which yeah it took me so long to finally realize I actually need help like this is an issue that's been going on for the last five years and I should probably do something about it So, yeah, that is my little advice. I'm not a psych or a counsellor. I will be in three years a counsellor. So maybe I'll do a podcast in three years with professional advice. But I'm just going from my own experience. And, yeah, trying to push it away did not help me in any way. But instead, accepting the emotions I was feeling and letting them run their course really helped me to come to where I am today, where I can look at the experiences I've faced and try and understand them from an outside point of view and understand them from my mum's point of view and always trying to put myself in other people's shoes so that I can see where they're coming from. Because my opinion is not the most important opinion. Every person has their own opinion and that's how situations are formed is from someone's point of view, their own opinion and own experiences. So just remember that even in small um, situations, say you had a fight with your boyfriend, you really have to put yourself in their shoes and try and see their perspective and that will help you a lot to overcome the problem that is the the simplest sense that I can think of rather than a massive traumatic event because I do want this podcast not just to help people that have had major trauma events I want somebody who's had a fight with their boyfriend to be like oh I listened to that podcast and she said I should look at it from his point of view now I'm just rambling which is pretty regular for me but yeah sorry for crying before that is my human emotions coming out. I don't cry very much. I haven't cried for so long, actually. 
in regards to my mum. I've definitely cried recently because the lockdown is ruining my emotions, but that's fine. But yeah, also just remember that feeling things is okay. A lot of people dealing with hard things in their life try and push it away and that is the worst thing that I did. So just embrace the negative emotions and let them happen and it'll end up being better in the long run and you'll feel better for it. So to conclude Leela's life story, I want to say thank you to everyone who's listened to every single episode. I know who you are. That's a lie. I only know like two people that have listened to all the episodes. But thank you from the bottom of my heart. This has been a serious journey for me over the last two months to come out with my own personal battles and struggles, which I didn't go in depth with just so that in future episodes I can really unpack emotions per subject if that makes any sense, but it gives you an, uh, an outline of the experiences I've faced in my childhood and I hope it makes people realise that trauma does not define who you are as a person. It only lets you learn and grow to be who you want to be. So you just have to make those steps and make those changes so that you can live a better life and not let your trauma define you. That's what I did. I am very impulsive and I'm still dealing with mental health every day. I talk to a psychologist and yeah, I'm a human being. Somebody who had who has no trauma in their childhood or something small happens in their childhood might be suffering exactly the same as me because we're all humans, we're all different and we process things differently and learn from experiences differently. And I just want to remind you that if you feel like you have problems with your mental health, that's okay and it's not going to bring you down if you go and seek help and try and better yourself And it'll actually help you to learn how to be a better person. Personally, that's my personal opinion. Everything I say is my personal opinion and it's not gospel. So just reminding you that. But yeah, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for being here. And I can't thank you enough. And I hope you continue to follow my podcasting journey. I've got a few new interviewees interviewees guests coming on so that's super exciting and I will also be talking about other topics just one-on-one conversations me to you so yeah keep following the journey follow my instagram all things life podcast and I'll speak with you soon Thank you.